Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a conversation that combines my 30 plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests. And trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision. So, my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we poversate for your growth. So thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Just by tuning in, you are already getting ahead in the process of self-improvement. During our conversation, you will discover that we make sales make sense. But we go beyond that. We tackle issues dealing with management, leadership, team building, self-confidence, entrepreneurship, and life itself. So our goal will be to make sense of all of it. And we do it with a very practical and easy-to-understand approach. And we give you those small nuggets you get to carry with you each day. And when life throws you a curve, you reach down in your pocket, you pull out that nugget, and you know exactly what to do. Now, if you find you like what you hear, then I want you to go to our website, pksolutionsgroup.com, for all the resources you will ever need to become the best version of your own professional self. You'll find a link to my calendar in the podcast show description. Use that to set up your free situation analysis with me. Do it today and do it for you. And finally, thank you for all the likes, shares, and follows. It makes a big difference. It allows us to continue bringing you great content and great guests. Now today, we want to talk about the value of always sharpening your skill set. And it's really important that we, in our own personal and professional life, always do this. You don't want to become complacent on yourself. And it came to light as I was working with a client recently in a one-on-one coaching situation. And my client uh, left their current employer that they'd been with for several years, uh, I think close to 12 years, and started employment with a new employer. And the, the opportunity is very exciting. The dynamics are much different. They started having the same feelings that most of us have. Did I make the right decision? It wasn't really so bad where I was at before. Could I have left too soon? That type of thing. And I talked to him about um, his skill set. And what I said is, you know, you you have to always be sharpening your skill set. And you may have fallen into a a pattern after 12 years where you weren't doing that. And your skill set is really the one differentiator you offer to an employer that, if you think about it, they value the most before you arrive as an employee, they think that's what they need to solve their problems, your skill set. Then, over time, they value what you do, what your skill set is, but it gets watered down over time while you're there, if you allow it. And sometimes, even when you, you resist it, it still gets watered down. And then finally, when you leave the company, your skill set, uh, your value proposition, everything that you brought to the table in the beginning, gets completely devalued by the time you leave. They no longer 
talk about what you did as value. They talk about what you did as a liability. And so it led me to the analogy that I gave in our conversation, in our consulting session, is that even a dull knife cuts through butter. And when you think about that, that's kind of like your skill set. And you go in sharp and shiny and new and valued, and then you get diluted, but you're still cutting through butter. You're performing kind of the functions of a knife, but only on butter. And so I talked to him about, you know, when you change jobs, it reawakens some of the skills that maybe you've put on pause or let take a nap for a while. And it's time to sharpen those skills. But then the value of keeping those skills sharp as we all move forward, as he moves forward. And um, I, I walked through some points with him and I'm going to give you these, these same points. It was I was reading a very interesting article um, over at the uh, Johnson & Wales University. They have a College of Professional Studies and some really good articles that come out of that group. And they talked specifically about um, 10 ways to sharpen your skill set. Um, and, and so the questions that you have to consider are, what do you need to do or what do you want to sharpen? So maybe it's a skill set you possess you want to sharpen. Maybe it's a skill set you don't possess that you want to learn. You have to figure out the amount of time you're willing to invest. And you have to figure out the amount of money you want to invest. Some things are free. Some things cost money. Some things are shorter term. Some things are longer term. So I think you should you know, analyze these things. And I'll give you some examples of what they pointed to and, and, and what I say are getting yourself from the dull butter knife to the sharp steak knife. So the first uh, idea that they shared with our group was to make sure that you start reading blogs. And blogs are readily available. And there's a lot of industry experts that you can find, a lot of knowledge experts on topics. I like blogs because they're very relevant. They're very timely. You can get a lot of information from a lot of experts. They're free. And if you like the blog, you can bookmark it. You can refer to it often. Sometimes you can interact. They're great doorways to other resources and they're very timely and they're very relevant and they're very up to date and up to the minute. So if you're not reading blogs, I recommend that you do find the blogs you like, find the authors of the blogs you like and follow them, stay in touch with them and and keep your skill set sharp. Ask lots of questions, interact with blogs when you have the opportunity, but find the ones that challenge your thought and expand your horizons. The second thing that they suggest, which I'm a big fan of because it plays into what I do for a living. They say the second thing you should do is download a podcast. And they say many podcasts are free. My podcast is free. And they talk about the benefits of being able to listen when you can't read and expand the learning over time and distance. And I like that a lot. You can't take your eyes off the road to read a podcast, but you can listen to it. You have to read a blog. You have to be paying full attention, but you could be driving. You could be on a train. You could be going for a bike ride. You could be going for a walk. Again, very relevant, very timely, very topical. Lots of experts uh, on topics and a lot of their guests on the podcast are topical experts as well. You can get podcasts that you watch as well if you'd like, and sometimes that's very helpful. But the idea of having something you can listen to and fill your free time with topics and thoughts and questions 
and quizzes and surveys and everything that can sharpen your skill set, makes you better, makes you more of an asset, keeps you from being watered down. I love the idea of download a podcast, not just because I have a podcast, but because I do believe it helps. I do believe I can listen to what is being said and formulate thoughts in my mind that sometimes the written word can't do for me. So lots of pluses to the podcast. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't be doing it. They also recommend as point number three for them is to read a magazine. And I do love magazines. I do love reading topics and articles. Sometimes I think the downfall is they're, they are dated. Sometimes uh, they're, they're, they're slanted by the view of the publisher of the magazine. So you have to be careful about that. But I think that anytime you can read something that is thought provoking and topical, um, it can go deeper than sometimes a blog goes. I think that's good. And I think you should always look at both online and offline magazines. Um, And it also helps you to see what other things are within the magazine. Who are the advertisers? What are the other articles? Who does this attract? Who does it, who does it pertain to? You know, are they consistent with their messaging and their theme? There's a lot you learn about the, the magazine itself and about the author's And again, great source of resources to help your skills be sharper and lead you towards other things that we, you know, the ultimate thing is you're trying to help yourself. You're not trying to get watered down. You're not trying to walk in the door of an organization. And the last time you improved was in your interview and 10 years have gone by and you haven't changed and you haven't, you haven't made yourself of value. You haven't taken the water off of yourself. So you allowed yourself to be watered down. This is all about shake that water off, never let yourself be watered down, and always sharpen your skills. Now, they talk about teaching yourself. And there's a lot of books and a lot of topics out there uh, in self-help about taking on training for yourself. Um, And you have to, again, decide what is it you're after, what are the resources you're going to use to teach yourself? And so they may be a podcast you listen to and you practice and you interact with. It may be a course you take and you have to teach yourself something. You have to figure out what's the cost for this? What's the time involved? What are the resources I need to do? Do I have time set aside to not only teach myself, but to practice what I've been teaching myself? And so I think that that's a really important thing. We learn best when we're teaching. Teaching yourself, being the student and the teacher at one time is really good. And sometimes you should teach yourself something that has nothing to do with your profession. Teach yourself how to play piano. Teach yourself how to do rock climbing. Pick something outside of your comfort zone that is an expansion of something you do. So maybe you like to do cardio workout or dance aerobics. Maybe you then learn to teach yourself how to run a 5K. It is cardiovascular in nature, but it's a different aspect to it. And there's different techniques and there's lots of things you can read. So it's not just as simple as put on running shoes and run. So teach yourself. The fifth thing they say is to attend a conference. And I know sometimes with the pandemic, it's hard to attend a conference, but there's so many online conferences. And if you can't go to a major conference, there are groups you can join on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. They have great uh, professional groups you can join that have subset meetings. Attend as many as you can. Many are free. 
Some you might have to pay for, but many are free. And the amount of brainstorming and great ideas and best practices that get shared and the networking, your most valuable free resource is your network. And you're going to find the best networks you can build are at conferences, both uh, face-to-face as well as through social media and online. So I, I absolutely love that one. The next one, again, I, I'm number six is great. They say hire a consultant. My company does consulting. So I love the fact that uh, download a podcast and hire a consultant are one of the top things that is recommended, you know, by the, by the, uh, the uh, Johnson and Wales University College of Professional Studies. This is something they think is important. Now, when you hire a consultant, consultants are available for a lot of things out there. And they can provide you training for professional development and skill sets. They can provide organizational uh, alignment. They can help you with managing your boss. My company happens to provide consulting for individuals getting personally better in their professional growth, as well as corporations working on departments, working on divisions, helping sales groups, helping you know lots of groups. But you have to figure out what is it you're after and then have the money to pay for them because if you have a good consultant, they will quickly become unemployed for you, meaning they understand the problem, they quantify the problem, they help you solve the problem, and they give you the tools to move on in your life without them forever there to help you. A consultant by nature should be short-term to help you. You may have to check in from time to time, and that's okay, but they shouldn't be a long-term fix. That's not what you need. What you need is to find the skills and the abilities to sharpen your skills to move out on your own, and that's what a consultant can do for you. They recommend uh, adult education classes, and again, I agree. I like adult education. Um, online courses are now available when they didn't used to be. Um, offline or in person. Um, and it's it's a phenomenal thing because you can pick something of interest to yourself. And this plays into teaching yourself something new is learning something new. You can pick something that's unrelated to your career at first glance, but it sharpens a skill set. And so um, one of the things I did personally was I took a writing course. I got better at writing and it helped me in the marketing of my own business. It helped develop skills that I let go dormant for a long time Um, because a lot of what I do is spoken, but when I got better at writing, everything else got better too. So adult education is phenomenal. Um, And then also one of the things that they recommended, pack your book bags. So they're suggesting that you may need to just go back to school. And going back to school, you could do it either to get a, you know, an associate's degree, um, a bachelor's degree. It could be a certificate-based um, program. It doesn't matter, but if you're going back to get higher education, earn a certificate, um, do something like that. You, you know, you're going to have to evaluate cost because there's going to be a cost of that time involved. Can you make the commitment? It takes away from your professional life. It takes away from your personal life, but long-term it'll sharpen your skills and advance you. So think about if going back to school is the right thing for you. And again, a lot of these things I'm suggesting, they're just thought points. Get a consultant. Get someone to talk to. The person I was talking to, we have um, a regular session where we just talk about the path, the path the person's on, the path they'd like to go on, what are the obstacles that come up, and we brainstorm, and it works well. 
doesn't take a lot of time, but it has a big payoff. So there are ways you can employ outside help and consultants to help you with these points I'm giving you that will help you sharpen your skills and become the value proposition that you always were walking in the door while you're in the door. And when you're leaving the door, you've never been watered down. Their ninth tip I love the best, and that is teach to learn. And the best way you're ever going to sharpen your skills is to teach somebody what you already know. You will learn so much about yourself, your skills, the dynamics of other people when you teach somebody. And so it's not about talk, talk, talk. It really is about helping somebody understand something they don't know that you already do that you think you've perfected and you just got a little bit better by becoming the teacher. That's part of why I love the concept of this podcast I do, Sales Hindsights. Looking back 30 years, what have I learned What could you learn from what my experience has been? And guess what? Every time I go through these experiences, either individually and with an article or with a guest or with the feedback I get in emails from my listeners, I learn something new. I become better. My skills stay sharper. And I want that to happen because I want to be valuable to those that hire me. And if the last time I I learned something was back when I went to college, then they don't want to talk to me. I better be learning something all the time, every day, up to the minute that someone else can benefit from and can tap into. So teach someone to learn something. And then the last uh, tip is kind of a recircle about going back to school. Uh, they, They say that commit to learning somehow. So if you can't do an undergraduate, do a certificate program. And I, I totally buy into that. No education is a waste of time or a waste of education. Learning is always a good thing. What I want you to do is I want you to take a look at where you sit today and then think about what you want to be doing. Make a list of all the things you do and then circle everything that you enjoy out of that list. And if you don't enjoy what you're doing and if you get the sense that you've kind of got stagnant, then remember, even a dull knife cuts through butter. It's time to sharpen your skills where you currently sit. It may be time to sharpen your skills and bring that to another employer, but you don't want to become the dull knife who just cuts through butter. Until next time, I hope you enjoyed this time. So that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. Every person, every business needs some help. Take the first step in your own world. Go to the show description, use the link to my calendar, and set up your own one-on-one time with me, or go to pksolutionsgroup.com for all your bonus resources. We all have choices, and I'm here waiting when you finally choose a different way, a better way. Until then, let me leave you with some wisdom from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flats. Simply put... My wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to be.